Hello, my name is Robin van Jeun. I'm the CEO of Crestron EMEA, and I'm here today in our experience center, number one poultry, with two really uh, interesting gentlemen. Where we're going to discuss the building the connected workplace, a hot topic of uh, the future workplace. So I'm here today, joined with Louis de Souza of NFS. Louis, if you'd like to introduce yourself. To Thank you, Robin. Excited to be here with you and share. Some of the vision that you and I have been talking about. I'm CEO of NFS Technology. We're a technology company focused on the workplace, focused on helping our clients manage meeting rooms, desking, and services. And for our for the staff of our clients, we give them a great experience in the booking area, be able to book the space they need. For the real estate managers within the organization, the utilization tools that they need to better manage their space and achieve their corporate objective, which is typically service and cost. Yeah, important topics, of course, of course, for today's uh, world. And Greg, uh, Greg Mace, uh, known you for many, many years. I know our paths have crossed many, many times. Uh, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and about Rapport. Thanks, Robin. It's great to be here in the experience. So thank you for inviting us. Uh, so yes, I'm uh, Greg Mace. I'm the founder and MD of Rapport. Um, and we're a guest services company. Uh, that offer clients who wish to outsource their front of house services, their reception services, uh, an opportunity to do so, um, and we offer a fully managed service. Um, we work with many uh, leading blue chip clients in common with uh, both Crestron and, uh, of course, with uh, Lewis at NFS. Um, and we support our clients by offering them a really personal and intuitive service to their own staff as well as to their clients. That's terrific. Thank you very much for that introduction. So now we're going to discuss uh, the uh, the building of the connected workplace, and uh, you know, let's talk about mapping the workplace for twenty twenty one and beyond. Uh, everybody's returning to work, and I know we're all preparing a lot, or just taking a lot of sales and changes and uh, uh, additional staff for you, Greg. I'm sure. Uh, what I really would like to understand is, you know, what is your vision of the, the next. Uh, future workplace, uh, Lewis? Very relevant question, Robin. So the vision is formed from looking at what we have done in the last 12 months, which is a major transition from an office-based environment to a flexible environment where a lot of people working from home. And we're still very much in a transition phase. And I think it's going to take us another 12 months at least to get to the, to the destination. Many questions along the way. And my vision is that we will achieve the right experience for our staff, which is about collaboration, it's about flexibility, but it's also about wellness. And for companies, the right balance between the space that is fixed and the space that is flexible, but also given an opportunity to reduce space in key areas where space is not required and to use space better, maybe very differently. And I see a more decentralized model emerging. And you can see that from the operators that are now emerging in the market, from hotels to business center type operators, providing what I think will be that hybrid environment. So staff can work from home, from a coffee shop, from a local facility, and come to HQ. So this is a very important change in the way we work. And technology is going to be the key catalyst that's going to make this happen. We could never work remotely without technology. And I think the journey now is going to be to use technology, not just to be able to get onto collaboration, but to use technology to actually optimize the way we're going to work in the 
office, the way we're going to collaborate with teams. And we must always remember these two key perspectives. The human perspective, we at the end of the day are fundamentally social people. But also there's a change of leadership now required. Leadership based on presence, leadership based on I need to see you at the office. I think there's a big transition away from that mode of thinking. And I think that's going to help us to achieve greater efficiencies, a better work-life balance for our staff, and also for us to change our facilities that are going to serve staff, customers, and, and our building managers who are going to need to work in a different way. And what solutions do AFS offer to, to, to encompass all those things? We, we are, in some ways, the core scheduling platform. So we provide the tools, now increasingly based on mobile technology, to be able to give staff and other members within the organization the ability to view space, to be able to book space, select the right space based on activity. And increasingly, our role as a technology company is to integrate and connect the workplace. Mm. Because just having a booking silo doesn't really solve the problem for a lot of the things that staff need to do. So connecting with sensor technology, IoT platforms, digital signage, and a whole range of things are going to give staff the right experience, but it's also going to help in companies being able to create the work environment within the office and to allow this hybrid model to work. And the big vision is that the office will be a collaboration hub. It will not be a place where you come to nine to five to do what you've always done, but you come for a specific reason and technology will facilitate that. Our technology and the technology of other companies that you know are big in unified communications and other areas. Greg, do you see the same uh, happening with uh, your staff? Do you hear these changes with these big collaboration spaces and uh, uh, desking changes and the way people are thinking of working going forward? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're seeing the way that our staff are being used uh, is changing. Um, you know, the traditional model of us greeting people at a, a typical ground floor reception and sending them up to a conference suite. Um, is, is definitely changing. Um, we're, we're seeing more of our people moving into a sort of community manager type roles uh, to pick up what Lewis is saying. You know, our staff now being on the client's own floors, uh, on each of their floors, to make sure that when people are coming into the office to collaborate, that we are there to support that, to make that the best experience it can be. Um, so, so yes, um, we, we, we're definitely seeing that. But I think there's also a piece around when people are in, they need to feel safe. And so our teams are moving to ensure that the, the workplace is COVID secure, that, the, uh, you know, that, that people are adhering to the, the sensible rules that have been put in place within the workplace. And, and, and so our staff are, for example, monitoring things like the lift models, which you know, we look after a lot of very tall buildings. Um, and the pinch points are always the lift points, not just on the ground floor, but throughout the building. Um, so a big change in the way that we do. Our teams are taking people's temperatures on arrival mm. so that when they're coming in to collaborate, they are feeling uh, reassured and safe within that environment. So a lot of changes in the way that our teams are approaching, uh, supporting the model that Lewis has explained.
everybody's talking about collaboration. Collaboration seems to be the key buzzword that everybody's using today. And uh, I see it as well on Crestron sales. Sales of all our collaboration products is, is growing tremendous, at a tremendous pace. Uh, we see that NFS plays an important role in, uh, in making the collaboration happen. Uh, so if I think for today's discussion, I think it's an important topic. How is collaboration defined? How, is, how are customers collaborating and how are they going to collaborate going forward? We all have well, Zoom and team licenses, which are the first thing that comes to mind when thinking about collaboration in today's digital workplace. But um, how does NFS tie into this? I think collaboration is a very wide topic. Uh, it's uh, much more than jumping on a Zoom call, in, in my opinion. And I think it's happening in, in a different way depending on the organization. So if I look at the space element and we're talking about the connected workplace and how that's going to work, there are really four elements to that as I see it. There is the collaboration that involves the ability to book space around colleagues and around activities, simple desk booking, and that's happening mainly through mobile. Then there is collaboration spaces where we are changing the office environment to allow more informal uh, engagements to take place. And I think with remote working and people working increasingly from home, these are now very important points where staff need to get together, exchange ideas, create development. And then there's the whole area of meeting rooms. How are meeting rooms going to be used? They were very event-centric, they were very client-centric in the past. And I think now you're going to see a break in that from the event-centric meeting space to the meeting space required to support collaboration. People are coming in, they're meeting a colleague, they need a space maybe to talk about something important in a silent or quiet way. So the meeting room configurations and... Because more dynamic. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and the questions we're being asked is, what is the ratio of, if I've got collaboration, how many... Quiet meeting rooms do I need to support this many collaboration spaces? So that's really important. And I think the final element of that, which people are worried about, both in the pandemic now, for safety reasons that we've talked about, but also I think going forward, how do we manage the flow within an office, particularly within an HQ building, to allow people to check in and check out a space easily? Do that in a contactless way. And I think their technology is becoming absolutely key. And the mobile phone is at the center of this. So collaboration is bringing all of these elements together. And I think the key point, Robin, was your earlier uh, proposition when you when you said how we're going to connect. Because without connecting, you can't collaborate. Correct. And that's the key. So it's bringing in all of the technologies. And all those different devices. And it's bringing in all sort of platforms. It's tricky. A different mindset as well on the part of leaders yeah. and team leaders in particular. You know, They've got to ask themselves the question now, why would someone want to come to the and when they're here, what will they want as a different experience to working from home? Absolutely. And what will yeah. they want to, to feel connected with coming back to the workplace, to do the things that they're struggling with from home, which are the more creative elements, the more human elements. And I think we need to see collaboration as that ecosystem yeah. that kind of brings everything together. Yeah, collaboration uh, brings the best out of us all. It right? brings uh, human size and it brings... Yeah all of the best yeah. qualities in terms of getting the job done. Yeah. I mean, we are physically sitting here uh, in uh, social distancing in our experience center. 
we could have done this over a Zoom or Teams call, but it's so much nicer to look each other physically and in, uh, into the eyes. And, uh, and interaction is, is so much easier when you when you have that yeah. contact uh, through collaboration and face-to-face meetings. Yeah. Do you see the same, uh, Greg, with your clients? Uh, do yeah. you feel the, the nuances of this collaboration spaces and meeting space change? I mean, I'd agree with what Bruce said. Probably a couple of things I'd add uh, from a people aspect. What we are seeing is many more hybrid meetings where you've got some people actually in the space meeting and, and others dialing in on Teams or Zoom. And, and so how do you make that successful? Uh, there is an etiquette around that and there is a way of making that happen. So I think that's something we need to be very mindful of. I had to laugh when you say etiquette. I remember at the beginning when everybody was using Teams, there were certain members of the team that didn't put their camera on. Yeah. And it was actually uh, to the point where every meeting I would say, come on, either everybody turns their camera on or everybody turns it off. But if you haven't got your camera turned on, that means you're not really engaged in the meeting. So you're right. There is a certain yeah. etiquette to 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 dial in to these calls where being on camera is such a big uh, difference. Uh, no, and our teams are there to facilitate that. I think the other thing, uh, just to pick up on, is this point around people are not going to be in the office five days a week. They might only be in one or two days. How do you actually create a feeling of community? Um, and so what we're seeing within our own report teams is we, we are effectively the glue that helps that community to um, be successful. Interesting. Um, and, and you know, picking up on little things that are happening day in, day out, and making sure we're sharing that with people that may only be in one day or um, you know, one day every fortnight. How do they still feel uh, connected to the workplace in a, in a way that they can be effective. Yeah, the term I've been using uh, for the last few months is that technology is the umbilical cord to create that connection with the, the enterprise, the, the main HQ of that client. Uh, we can use the technology, software tools to be that umbilical cord. And that puts it really in perspective because you're right, the community aspect is, is very important. That's where I see firsthand a lot of changes on the, uh, the the way the layout of the offices is changing. So those long desks, uh, banks and banks of desks uh, have been replaced with uh, team uh, areas where you get together under a more informal uh, environment where you can bond with your colleagues uh, and motivate each other so that you go home and you do your day-to-day work, your emails and your client calls from home. Um, I see that sort of change happening a lot with a lot of clients. So, and the good news is, in all those uh, facilities, they need technology. So, uh, even you can put display uh, TV channels in those uh, technology in those areas if the World Cup is on or, or something like that. So it brings people together, and you need technology to bring people together. And I think Robert, has made an important point, but I think if you look at the questions that you were being asked by your client certainly out like five years ago. How can I pack as many people into this area? And what's the most efficient way of organizing this area? The question today is very different. How can I provide the spaces in the right area of the building with the right technology support and the right community arrangements, collaboration? And so that so might mix, work well. And throw in the mix the fact that we need to keep it safe for yeah. the staff too. Uh, we don't know how long... Uh, this is changing both the way in which 
the offices being organized, but also in which services being delivered. Catering is an example. It's changing in so many areas. That's back to my earlier point. This is a journey we're on. We're not there yet. That's true. Uh, I think some customers have been on that already for a long time, even before the pandemic, have been changing the way that their their workflow and their workspaces uh, are laid out. I've seen some radical uh, changes in that. So some big tech companies, totally different compared to... Uh, the pandemic is fast-tracking a lot of this. Yeah, but, yes, yeah, but it's much more, much more. Yeah. So it's uh, certainly changed the, uh, the whole... Um, the whole scenery of, uh, of the way everyone's working on all aspects. So us from technology and you as people provider, you know, human resources, is affecting us all and uh, changing. So we adapt and go with the change, of course. Robin, we spent a, a few moments really on some very interesting talk around collaboration. What do you see as the key technologies that are going to drive the workplace as we move forward in, into 2021? One honest answer, a lot. A lot of technologies. Uh, and every technology is uh, is going to play an important role. Uh, we've got so many enterprise products, which uh, uh, range from the unified communications piece, so wireless presenting, uh, integrating with Microsoft Teams and Zoom uh, products, so you can host your meetings easily at the tap of a button or contactless meetings as well happening through booking with your mobile phone um, and um, and room scheduling panels. We see a huge demand for room scheduling panels so you can actually see, just book the spaces, see who it's booked for, see if the, play, the, the space has been sanitized, uh, how long it will take still to be sanitized, call for sanitization services. Those sort of features are really accelerating technology or use of technology use uh, and uh, and finally video streaming we must not underestimate uh, you know Crestron came out uh, about five years ago with its video uh, streaming product and that is widespreadly used across uh, companies campuses uh, and uh, we are able to then stream uh, video easily to uh, people in far locations live so all those things are really pushing the envelope of the products. They're designed to do this, um, and it's great to see the technology used. As, 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 as do you have a specific angle on, for example, the mobile phone and just mobility generally? Because that's the biggest change now. Staff are working in a much more mobile way. Correct. How do you see the mobile platforms you know, evolving to deal with uh, this whole area of collaboration and technology. Yeah, it's evolving extremely fast. Uh, so you can book uh, meeting rooms on the fly. You can join those conference calls on the fly. You can be uh, control the room when you get into the room from your phone. So it's just a degree of flexibility. You mentioned it earlier too. That's what people are looking for. They're looking for uh, flexibility in the in the workplace, and that's what. what the hardware should be able to offer. And I think it's the same with your software. It offers that flexibility uh, and, and dynamic that, the, that the, the end user needs. And I guess it's the same with the service provision that Greg provides to, to many of these enterprise customers. I guess mobile is going to be a big technology that you're seeing helping your teams work more effectively. Yeah, I mean, that's right. I mean, lots of Lots of things that we perhaps wouldn't have considered uh, 
18 months ago are now very much to the forefront of what our clients are thinking. So a good example would be virtual reception check-in, whereby you know, a guest would come in um, with a, a pre-advised QR code, would check in on a, a virtual reception pod, supported by a, a real person uh, on a video link if needed, and then proceed straight to an enabled turnstile which accessed them into the building. Um, completely contactless, no people involved, and, and you know, everybody has a mobile device these days. That's just the way we're seeing things moving. Greg, you mentioned virtual reception technology, which is really interesting. How else are you seeing technology supporting the service your teams are provide? Well, I, mean, I think Lewis touched on it earlier in terms of the, the capability of systems like Rendezvous to be able to book every area of the client space. So historically, you book a boardroom, you book a meeting room. What we're seeing now is we need the ability to book a space on a sofa, a stool at a collaboration table in the kitchen area. Because when people are coming into the office, it's because they want to work with their colleagues and sort of they want to they want to gather and they want to uh, literally collaborate. So so for us the ability for Lewis's team to develop the technology, making sure it's completely intuitive. We talked about it being mobile, um, really, really important. And, and, and then it frees our team up to really support people to have a great experience and not to worry about the technology. So every place, every space has to be booked. You say that's that's what we're seeing because it, it enables people to utilize the workplace in the most effective way. And Lewis, you must be hearing this coming from your customers. Well, that's a model that I think is increasingly being adopted today because of really security and people's concerns about the current pandemic. Now, I think there'll be a transition from that uh, to a little more open arrangement in terms of people using space. And when that open arrangement happens, which I think is still six months away, then I think you will get the audiovisual technologies, the digital signage technologies, providing the information that enable people to choose their space in a little more free manner. But I think the, the important point that Greg raised, today we're now focusing very much on the floor plate. And if you look at our mobile app, we've actually now introduced floor plate in there, the floor plan. What is available on the floor plan? Where is it? We, we've now got the ability to find colleagues, automate social distancing. So if you book space A, all the other spaces around it are taken away. And this automation and the ability to notify people, provide the information to the, to the booker is actually going to help make their right choices from when they come to the office. Absolutely. And it also links into um, occupancy density. So when people arrive in the building, They've got a choice of floors that they perhaps could work on or, or, or different areas. They can see at a glance that there's low, low density on, on the second floor. Great, that's where I'm going to go and base myself to go. Um, and, and this is how technology is. is so traffic management for Absolutely. Yeah. That's uh, really interesting. And honestly, you know, when you think of it, Crestron has got uh, products which are easy to use. NFS is a tool that's easy to use. So it complements the user. It complements the service provider uh, to easily uh, deploy these, these technologies to, to allow this to all happen. And that's mission critical. And I think on this ease of use and intuitive point, all we've done is we've taken consumer technology, which is out there in the form of apps, and created a business solution around that. 
And at the fundamental level, that's what a lot of suppliers are doing today. So we're giving people the ability to interact, not only to learn a piece of software, they interact in the same way as they're interacting with an app that they might use for restaurant booking. And it's really as simple as that. Because everybody knows how to use an app. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what we've done in our platform is we've said, what is the user experience in the consumer world? How can we replicate that? How can we put the things and embed the technologies that the consumer is going to be able to use without even having to ask the question? I think if you can do that, we're still on that journey, getting it right and sometimes not getting it right, making that change progressively and actually working with not just the real estate team within the organization, but the service providers like REC, you know, giving their teams the ability to change catering very quickly because it's now on an app. You can see that it's not, doesn't need to be delivered. It needs to be delivered 15 minutes before. That's now an app. It's not something that is a, paper, a piece of paper that's hung on the wall in a kitchen. Yeah, very, very true. So I think we should talk about just one final thing. Going back to what you said earlier, Lewis, that uh, you said this journey that we just embarked on is going to take another 12 months. That seems like a long time. I'm seeing a big surge in demand. I see a big surge in people getting ready to return to work. But you say it's going to take another 12 months. That's a long time. Yeah, put that in context. People are looking to come back to work from July. That's the timeline. September is another big date. And some companies are saying, actually, no, it'll be, it'll be January. But a lot of people are trying many things right now. They're trying the concept of booking space and seeing what works and doesn't. And they're learning by, uh, by trying. So they're testing. They're testing all those things. So right. we should not assume that the workplace that we go into in September is actually going to be the workplace we end up with next September. Because all these technologies are providing data, are providing information about how space is being used. Space is going to be very booking-centric right now because of where we are. And it's going to move to a more open arrangement. We still don't know what the balance of co-working and office working is going to be. And that's a big question. We still don't know the extent to which staff are going to feel comfortable with interacting, you know, in the old way. Like, so there's a lot of questions that we still have to answer. And I think technology is giving us the tools to try many things. That's true. To try, you know, to see with occupancy centers, you can now see what is the level of utilization of a particular type of space in a particular time zone, you know, uh, within the day. Then you've got booking apps. Are people using them? The human element is still to be defined. You know, people are putting some nice science panels, but are, is the meeting host interacting or just walking straight into the room? People are walking through a room, they're saying, oh, I want to get into the meeting, but they haven't got necessarily an intuitive experience so that things are automated when they walk into that meeting. Mm -hmm. So I think there are a lot of things in transition. We all have to be agile, I think that's the important word, and really flexible about how we want to change uh, based on feedback, based on data. And we're capturing more and more data now around utilization, around people movements, around interaction through check-in and check-out. The smart companies are looking at the data and saying, what is the insight that this data is giving me about my next iteration of space booking, space management, and design? And I think that's why I mentioned 12 months, because I still see a lot of things in trial right now. Greg, do you see the same with the people that you're deploying, your clients? 
yes, I might agree with a lot of what somebody else has said. I mean, if you look at our business model, we're, we're working with clients on, on all ends of the spectrum. You know, some clients are, um, we want you back in the office and the investment banks. Others uh, are saying, you know, we don't ever want to see you again. You can work from home forever. Um, and what we're trying to do is, is then understand how we support our clients with the right number of people. So we're looking at things like flexible working weeks because there is a anecdotal evidence that there will be peaks on Tuesdays, Wednesdays and Thursdays and, and not much going on on Mondays and Fridays. So how do we how do we adjust the working week pattern to be able to make the experience in the office the best it can be on those peak days but not being overstaffed on Monday and Friday? Um, so lots of things to take into account. I, I think Lewis is right. I think it will... It will settle over over probably more months than we think. I, I think it's going to bounce straight back in business as usual. Well, it's been an extremely interesting conversation having you with both of you. Thank you very much for your time, uh, Greg Lewis. Thank you, Robin. It's uh, really wonderful to share some of these ideas with both Greg I and Simon. Very enjoyable, and very insightful, and I hope our audience uh, agrees. Thanks, Robin. Thank you.